When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Hello, everybody. It is time for another one of our Subs Weekly previews here on the Blue Room. Quite share a decent chunk of today's show with you because great to say that Dave Downey, after some time away from the podcast, is back again today. I'm sure people who follow Dave on Twitter will be well aware that he's been having a few issues with his health recently, but he's very much back on the mend, and it was great to catch up with him again today. All about Everton and what's been going on. As of late, uh, ho- well, hopefully things will turn around and be better soon, but the fixture list, it's not looking too likely. Uh, if you want to hear the full hour of this conversation, uh, it is available over on the Blue Room Extra. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. You get multiple shows in the week each day, leading up to and looking back at all of Everton's football matches. Works out about a pound a week and going into the Christmas period where there's going to be loads of games. It will be well worth your investments. So that's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra if you want to hear this chat in full, including lots of stuff about Everton's ownership, the team and the manager. Now, the link will be in the description, whether you're listening to this or whatever app you're listening to this on. Uh, but yeah, here is a segment of the conversation that me and Dave had earlier on today about where Everton are at at the moment this season. It is the Blue Room. It is Subscribers Weekly. Uh, Everton are rubbish and they will perpetually be rubbish. But it's a very happy episode today because I am absolutely delighted after a couple of months uh, away from podcasting, Dave Downey is back on the show. Uh, it is a joyous day, Dave. Um, first and foremost, mate, I'm sure everyone's keen to, to hear. How are you doing? Um, obviously, we know you've had a bit of a tough time recently, yeah. but things seem to be on the mend for you, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely made up to be back and, and well, just first and foremost, having a chat with you um, because throughout the last few months since this happened um, this type of stroke that I've had and um, feel free anyone who's listening to this and obviously on you know massive on Twitter as well in terms of talking to people if you ever want to message me and ask me what happened or want a general idea or even if there's people you know who've had anything like this happen or you know heaven forbid that it's something that has happened recently to somebody else give me a message and, and I'll happily talk to them about it because it's been a bit mad but um, overall yeah I'm doing a lot better uh, physically. <laughs> I think I'm a bit like a big massive jelly at the moment. And <laughs> I think many people laugh and Matt would probably say I look like that anyway. But in terms of what's mm. inside, I've got absolutely no muscles and I can't move. I say I can't move. I can walk around and stuff like that. It just knackers me. Um, but in, in general, since what happened, either for those who didn't know or those who haven't heard of it or haven't noticed me too much on the pods, obviously, recently, um, I had a blood clot found on the back of my brain, which gave me a certain specific type of stroke, um, which effectively 
do what you would expect. The your, your memory it goes a little bit, and the way you speak, the way you can't read, stuff like that. Um, and physically, obviously, you have to do a lot of resting and sitting around doing nothing. <clears throat> and that's basically been my life for the past what now? It's nearly four months now, I think. And towards the end of August, it was sort of confirmed in the hospital. So, um, it's been a long way in terms of trying to not not fight it back, but just rest. And you know, you 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 you're essentially in somebody else's hands. The, the fantastic NHS we have, and the doctors, the, the the stroke doctors, everyone like that have been absolutely superb, um, helping me and sort of telling me how things will work. And when I can't remember a certain something, or which thankfully I can now, my memory is generally fine. Um, but in the initial, when I couldn't read too well and stuff like that, everything that every step they gave me was like this is what happens. That's what you sort of need to calm yourself down and realise that it'll take a while for you to get back into any shape or form that you felt was uh, healthy for you. So um, I had to give everything a kick where with the BBC have been brilliant helping me out um, all the way to, with, with you, the Blue Room, just had to take everything off and um, sit and wait really, Matt, and, and try and get back, eat a bit healthier, obviously get a few different medications and things like that and, now, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm on the other side of it. I go on as far as saying that things have improved. Um, and I think I said to you just before we started this, it's waiting for my head to go back to the way I used to, I suppose, enjoy it or con- consider normal for me. Um, and that's up to the brain. It's when the brain decides that or not. But everything else I can do fine now, um, happily, and I can go for a walk and stuff. I Like I said to you, I'm just a massive jelly right now, so I need to do some exercise. <laughs> I need to get some weight um, into my legs, into my arms, and then and then that's it. I think I can maybe go back to go, go in the game and stuff. So just in time of when we go into this horrible run. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was going to say, I'm, I'm excited to see how long you can put that off for. You can go for oh, walks, exactly. go and play golf, go out driving, but... You know, just 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 keep the match away for as long as possible at the moment. It feels like that'd be the best decision. That's it. It's funny because like this, I've had an obsession with looking. Obviously, been watching the games from afar and stuff like that. But um, going to the match, the, I, I the only one I've been to this season was the opening day when we actually beat Southampton. So that was a decent memory to have in my head, really. But um, when I look at what's happened since, what's going on now, which obviously we'll get into much finer detail on. Um, uh, it's such a difficult idea to think about. Or what, what game would you like to go back to and think, do you know what, that's a good idea to take that one and you'll feel great after it and then you'll be able to see friends and do the pod and the, everything that we do on a match day, which is the one that you you would choose to do. And I couldn't think of one because <laughs> I just don't see when we earn three points, to be honest there, with you. There isn't one, that. yeah. Wait, wait till yeah. we're in the championship next season and we're playing a team and, down there. <laughs> but, but do you know what, Matt? I had a bit like obviously thinking a lot about coming back on the pod um, the last couple of days and I was thinking about the state we're in um, and, and the way things are I think one way uh, and I don't know if many of our listeners agree with this but I think we're very fortunate in many ways the level of the Premier League and what some teams are like in the Premier League i.e. yeah well I say that about Norwich they've just kind of won their first game haven't they with Dean Smith in charge back to back, back, to back wins now haven't they yeah yeah so I'll, you know I look at that you know Newcastle that, that it remains to be seen but Eddie Howe could, could, could quite well turn them around. I know he's got COVID at the moment, hasn't he? So it was uh, it, uh, Graham Jones is still there, isn't he? And um, Jason Tyndall, he's he's in there, sort of helping him out before he gets back from being not being too good after COVID and things. But you expect them to buy in January. And I'm looking a lot across this league, and I'm thinking, right, we haven't got a penny to spend. 
for all the reasons that many people speak about constantly. Um, and I think, do you know what? We're, we're fortunate in a way that there's a lot of these teams in this league that aren't very good at all. The Premier League in, its, in general, I think you go back to those years where there was a Premier League team in the Champions League final quite often. And that isn't the case these days. I know Chelsea are doing well, but with, without the, the first three, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, I mean, I look at that league and I think the rest of them, they're, they're not very good at all. There's not much in there. And, you know, obviously we're amongst that and we're quite low on that. So I, I think we're quite fortunate that there isn't a Premier League of quality because Everton uh, were just a mile away for all kinds of different reasons, which obviously we'll go into, which obviously you see, read Twitter a lot, read obviously all, all, all the sort of things out there, the media stuff. You look at the way Everton are right now and how far down have we gone? How far down are we now from when we've been quite poor with all the money we've spent? There's, there's, there's a real issue with that club. When you look at that squad, I was only thinking yesterday, you know, that, remember that Bournemouth game we played when we had Koeman in charge? as manager yeah. we'd won the first four or five games haven't we when he first come in as the manager and we were all looking at each other thinking wow because we were at the time nobody everyone will criticise him right now obviously for what he did um, and how the club fell apart and stuff like that but when he first came we were really excited about him coming from Southampton and how good he was going to do for us and things like that and it started off so well um, with, with the players we brought in all the big money we spent with Shady. And you thought, wow, what are Everton going to do this season? And it completely fell apart, didn't it? And that first defeat, I think we lost 1-0, didn't we, at Bournemouth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a completely random one. I'm looking at the squad now. Tell you maybe, what, mate, your memory's uh, fine, buddy. How <laughs> <laughs> do you remember all these games from years I'm, ago? I'm, there'll, be, there'll be people saying you wrote all this down. You wrote, I promise you didn't. Um, but thinking, <laughs> thinking back to that and comparing the level of our side then to what we have now, this squad we've got is one of the poorest we've had for quite some time. And I go back to, you know, this, it was so sad what happened with Walter Smith and he passed away, didn't he, recently? And you think of how bad Everton's squad was when he turned up and, you know, we were decided to battle relegations and things like that. I mean, I look at this squad, Matt, without DCL involved, obviously. I look at it and I think, this is miles away from Everton being anywhere near the success. The Benitez... Issues a constant argument for fans whether you think he's all right, whether you think he's not, whether you think he's the manager we should stick with, whether you think he's the manager we should potentially sack. Whatever your thought is around that, I can't help but feel everything above him, everything that goes on in the board above him, and the way in which the club is ran, the way in which the squad is because of the lack of money we've got or he's got. We're in quite the predicament, I think, Matt, and I'm not looking forward to getting back to watching Everton play, <laughs> uh, which is a really sad thing to say, given what's happened in my life that I've just explained. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I know exactly what you mean, and yeah, I think you're right about the, the Premier League. It sort of feels like the top three, the best three teams on the planet at the moment, but the rest mm. is just a bit of a, a mush, isn't it? At the moment, you know, West yeah. Ham are doing well, but United have got their issues. Tottenham are going to take time. You know, everyone else just feels as though. They're in a state of, of transition. I mean, even Leicester, who've been quite consistent over the past few years, are having a, a bit of a shocker. But on stale, hasn't yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I think obviously the, the United thing with Rogers maybe the last few weeks hasn't helped them. But I think 
you know, obviously, since you've not been doing these pod days, we haven't really talked about everything that much. We've been messing yeah. each other because you know there's other things going on, like like your health. Both of us getting puppies as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the next the next few weeks. Uh, share sharing tips over that. So, so I sort of wanted to just open. You sort of touched on a, on a few different things there, but I sort of wanted to to open it up to you in regards to. When when I talk when I when I mention Everton and when I mention this team and, and this season and you know obviously on the back of the weekend and ahead of the the set of fixtures we've got I mean wh- wh- where does where does your mind go what, what what's what's bugging you the most about things at the moment is it is it the squad of players as you mentioned there is it what's going on uh, above because it it sort of feels as though this week and you know looking at the squad we've got and people looking at the injuries we've got. It feels as though the the board and the director of football have been brought to define a focus a little bit because people are sort of saying, "Well, I know we've got injuries, but look at the money we've spent. Look at you know, look at look at the the recruitment we've done down the years, yeah. and and this is where we are." I mean, where 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 do you? I suppose the the short way of saying this is, who are you most pissed off with at the moment at Everton yeah. for for the current predicament we find ourselves in? Yeah, I've seen plenty of talk about that um, for all the different, different podcasts, the Echo, everything like that, the brilliant work that you do, um, reading that and, and seeing what, you know, every every single person's got a different thought to teams or a similar thought or uh, of the fans worrying about it. Benitez is a big one. I think that many people who sort of didn't want him to come in in the first place will be saying, I told you this would happen, I told you this would happen. And I, I don't... I, I don't have any blame towards him as much as many other people, really. And that might piss a lot of people off who are listening to this. But my my thinking behind that is look at the squad that he's taking over. And I think we can, those words I've just said, we can use for pretty much most managers uh, that we've seen at Everton Football Club, whether you like them or whether you're not, whether it's Ancelotti, Koeman, whatever. If you look at the squads each of those men- managers have taken over, they've not taken over a side that looks all right. Like you look at, you mentioned Spurs with Conte going in there. Spurs have got some decent players, and we'll always have some decent players. Well, Kane's got two world class forwards, haven't they? You know, exactly. Yeah, so that, you that, know, a good it, manager will work with players like that. Spot on. So if that, if somebody coming in, whoever comes in, Spurs, they, you, you know, you do have to cope with what fans will expect you to do, and that is a decent job, just given the bare roots of the players that they've got there now. Spurs should be fine. They should be fine. They should get seventh. They should be in that path, you know. And and they obviously they've got issues with their chairman Levy as well. But with us, it's so many. I think it reminds me of a time we we discussed this a few years ago, Matt. We were saying, you know, where do you actually point the finger? Where do you want to point the finger? And it's very very difficult to stop it anywhere really without carrying on looking at somebody else next in the queue. You think, well. Are they, done, are they entitled to anything in terms of being blamed about what's going on with this football club where I personally stand right now? Yeah, I think it has to be the board. I think it has to be decision-making at the top. Um, you know, brands, it, it seems to be the, the, the big enigma then, doesn't he? Um, he's, he's difficult to pin in terms of what work he's actually done, what work is good, what work isn't. Players that have come in, did he decide what player comes in, or was it the manager and he helped them sign that player? Those are those things that we can't discuss or be able to say it's a fact that was it was his decision for something. We still can't say those things now. What what is he four years on mm. since he's been at the football club? We still can't massively be able to say that's his fault. That's his player. 
you know, the academy's that bad. Um, Unsworth's still there with the academy. Why is that still happening? All of those different things, those sorts of discussions, the minor discussions as well compared to maybe the, the first team players and the manager. You know, th- th- they're all issues that we can't fully be able to say what's right and what, what what's wrong. What are these people given in terms of their job has to be done in a particular way because I don't think there's I don't think there's anybody even from Shiri who's giving brands a phone call saying listen you're in charge of this this is your fault we've gone to crap or this is your fault this player's been poor for us that we've spent a lot of money on can you imagine Shiri doing that day to day I don't think he's, he, he does that I don't well, think no I think the, the thing we the thing that we that's tangible Dave isn't it that he's, he's been given a new contract in the summer so that 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 indicates that the people at the club, you know, his you know his his bosses effectively are happy with the 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 job that he's been doing. And I, and I think, but is you, is that the case though, Matt? This, this this is the thing. I we don't know up until up to hundred percent what the role is. We've said that many times, but also you're giving him a new contract. Is that because he's done a good job in their eyes, or is that because they think that's the way it should be done? Because we got a football director, which I mean, again, how many times have we discussed? If anybody wants to go and check it out on the website, podcast we've done in the past about that role and how it works um, on the continent up until the Premier League, you know, United still probably trying to sort that situation out. Even with rumoured to try to be getting brands, weren't they, a, yeah. a while back? Um, because he's so good at what he does and he's got this great reputation of what happened when, when he was away from Everton when he was in. Europe himself, it was with the PSV, yep. there, the, the work he did there, all of that sort of thing. It, it, there's still no substance for me when I see what he does. What, when If you give me a list, if I went to whoever yourself, somebody writes it down for me, what list he's done uh, and the, the goods and the bads, would you say that there'd be, I don't know, that he's done good work or he's done a decent job? I, I think... That that's an argument many fans have that he, he's done fine, he's done certain players fine, and other things he hasn't. But the main crux of all that for me is I don't know if it's his job to do that. I don't yep. know if that's his role to do that particular thing that you have an issue with. And the fact that that is still a decision years on from him being there, why on earth a board with the, the, the figures that are on that board have not sorted that out and given fans, you know, they, they do they give fans questions all the time, don't they? Around this time of year, they give them questions to write. Did they write surveys every week? <laughs> all of that, yeah, that still happens. Well, are you actually looking at them? Well, I doubt it. I think it's more a oh, you know, hearts and minds type of thing. So we really care about what the fans say. Well, I'm not too sure that's that's very true because the things we've been banging on about as the blue room, the uh, same as most other fans have of any other po- podcasts or media, anything it is to get involved with are questions that have never fully been answered um, and that's the most annoying thing for me, out of them all, you, I think you'd ask me Matt who, who, would I, who would I say is the one who probably most to blame I have to say Mishiri, and I, I know it's a strange one to say given that Bill Kenwright's still there and I've seen the usual sort of arguments towards Bill Kenwright and I'm no fan of his at all as many people will know who've listened to us before but Mishiri can alter things with a click of a finger, can't he? This guy's a well, he's got ninety percent shareholder, hasn't he? Exactly, you know, exactly. You're right about Ken, right? You know, I've seen a lot of iron yeah. directed towards him this week, but 
you know, if Mashiri doesn't want him to be there, he can get rid of him. Exactly. It's not as if someone like Bill Kenway's going to, you know, hold Mashiri's feet to the fire given, you know, his his stake in the club and his reputation compared to it. Yeah. Is it? You know, Mashiri obviously wants him, wants him there on, you know, to, to, to play yeah. a part in things. Correct. But is why is that why is that reason that he wants him there? Is it a an emotional type of thing because he first got him over there and after the issue he had with, with Arsenal, he left Arsenal, didn't he? And Usmanov and all that sort of thing that's thrown into anyone that thinks of that he's gonna somehow come along as the, the white knight and, and be the guy who sort of makes Everton a, a Manchester City slash Chelsea type of club when we're able to do that again financially with fair plays and all that stuff that they like to, to talk about. But ultimately, if you think back to when we when, when Mashiri came into the club, I mean, I think many of us, and certainly many people who criticise uh, Bill Kenwright, which again, I'm I'm probably one of them. I have to say that uh, a lot of the ritual that goes toward a lot of the, the nasty things that go towards him are not nice and they're not don't really need to be involved in that sort of thing. But the the issues he's had as chairman of our, of our football club when Mashiri came in, most of us were really happy for somebody to be taking over the football club with money um, that wasn't that didn't have Bill Kenwright involved. Now, when he's come and done that, what we didn't all do, I don't think conventionally, a lot of us did not turn around and say, well, now Mercedes in charge, everything goes through him. Mm-hmm. Every decision we make, every decision, every defeat that football club has, the players that we have, the manager we have, it's all down to this guy. I don't think any of us, to fans, to a person, turned around and said, you know what, it's all on him now. We ha- It's his decision. So he owns the football club. We have to make the decision. <clears throat> we have to ultimately judge him and nobody else because he's the one who's got full control. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Sports Social Podcast Network.